This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So Curtis Lewa is your upcoming host. Curtis, I got to ask you, you know, there's a lot of different unique vocabulary terms that you use on the air, in the hallways here at 77 WABC. One of them is La Cuca La Munga. And I just had to ask you, what does that mean, La Cuca La Munga? First off, uh, many, many years ago, I created Sliwanics. It's a language of Sliwaisms. So it's malaprops, spoonerisms, fractured phrases that I've created over the years. I've been doing this 35 years, talk radio. So you have to determine first if I just made it up, if it was a slip of the lip, or if, in fact... It is a real word. You've got three choices. And remember, this is based on the past. You had Dr. Irwin Corey, who created a whole career out of this. The malaprops, the spoonerisms, the fractured phrases. Noam Cosby. These were like traditional guests, you know, with Johnny Carson. And Johnny Carson was trying to figure out, did they just make that up? Was it a slip of the lip? Or, in fact, Let's go to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary now, Ed McMahon. Let's see if that's a real term. So guess what? You are a kukulamunga. I'm a kukulamunga. You are a kukulamunga. Okay. Notice it starts out with the word kook. You can pretty much figure out the rest of it. And in addition, I'm going to give you another term that fits you like a glove. Herkimajerk. You are a herkimajerk. Because you're a hillbilly boy, you're like a survivor, a three-eyed cousin fornicator who lives in a trailer camp in Bloomfield, New Jersey, right? Am I right or wrong? I mean, I uh, yeah, sure, why not? You're, you're absolutely right. That's exactly how I live. Well, here. you opened up the door, <laughs> and now the tsunami of Sliwanix, the Sliwanix. Well, I mean, look, there's a, there's a Cucamonga album. Nope. Uh, compilation involving Frank Zappa. And no, 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 no. Hey, 600 motels. Cucamonga Peak and the San Gabriel Mountains. Oh, come on. I hate that part of California. Uh, there's a winery, which was in business from 1933 until 1975, Cucamonga Winery. Yeah, that's probably Frank Morano where he hangs out that lush. Okay, and then there's Rancho Cucamonga, an 1839 well, Mexican land grant. Now that's close. Rancho La Cuca La Munga. Vaya, amigo. But anyway, let's get back on track because you're having fun. You're having fun with my Sliwanics, my slip of the lips, my Sliwa-isms, my malaprops, my fractured phrases, and, of course, my spoonerisms. Let's get down to brass tacks. So, so they were highly organized today, the supporters of Hamas. They were meeting down at City Hall, 9 o'clock, right? 9 o'clock. And naturally, they had an entourage who came out of City Hall, members of the City Council. Yay! Brad Land, the controller. Yay! Jumani Williams, public advocate. Yay! Pro-Hamas, pro-Hamas. Go do your duty, demonstrators. And they split up into four groups, right? Three of them went in the direction where the NYPD was in charge. The Brooklyn Bridge, the Williamsburg Bridge, the Manhattan Bridge. So they blocked every exit it would take you to going towards Brooklyn. They didn't get too greedy and try to block both, you know, the entry point into Manhattan and the exit point. But the biggest group 
walked over to the Holland Tunnel, which is right near City Hall. And guess what? Once again, the Port Authority police prove they can do it better than the NYPD. Not because they're better cops or better trained, but they don't have a restraint order hanging over their head that was signed by either the governor of the state of New Jersey, half in the bag Murphy, or crime wave Kathy Holcomb. They're in charge of the Port Authority police. Rather, the NYPD is restricted because Eric Adams, the former cop, the house mouse, a guy who spent his time as a computer programmer with the transit police taking paperwork in the records room and putting it on a floppy disk. Wow, that was tough duty. Signed a consent order and decree that prevents the police from putting their hands on the demonstrators. And because he gave so much money to Black Lives Matter and Antifa as a result of the demonstrations of the summer of 2020, the cops are afraid to do anything on the NYPD side. Whereas, notice, the Port Authority, in less than an hour, 120 arrests, they had them sitting down on the curb. Everybody driving into the Holland Tunnel could see, wow, the cops are in charge. Whereas, all of a sudden, on the Manhattan Bridge, Wilkham Bridge, And the Williamsburg Bridge, they were playing like cat and mouse. The demonstrators would lead, and then the cops would follow. Save? Do you do you uh, understand? Kabish, Kabish. I, I understand the words that are coming out of your mouth, but you I do have to say, Bunga, I, you him a jerk. I, I'm just telling you that the New York Post has a report that says the Brooklyn Bridge was reopened to traffic by 10:45. Oh, and do you know how many and those demonstrators? Were New York City cops. Forty demonstrators tried to close the Brooklyn Bridge. Forty. Right. They made 120 arrests, the Port Authority police at the Holland Tunnel. They had at least 200 demonstrators. Tell me who does it better, right? The Port Authority police. Not because they're better cops, because they don't have the restraints and constraints that Eric Adams has put on the NYPD. But, but I did have the soundbite a couple hours ago from Lisa Zornberg, the city council, saying that the consent decree does not allow for infrastructure to be blocked. Excuse me. Lisa Zornberg is a liar for hire. She is the corporation counsel. She is the apologist for, for Eric Adams. You know, do me a favor, James Lippin. Get the hell out of here, you <laughs> herkama jerk, you kukulamunga. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. When he's sticking you and taking all your money. Give me the loop. Give me the loop. 
Well, how quickly these illegal aliens have learned the American thug way. Give me the loot, your money, or your life. I don't think they're listening to Biggie Smalls on their headphones, but who knows? You know, admitted it, loving this song. Haki Jeffries, who uh, is the minority leader of the House of Representatives, uh, one day will be the Speaker of the House, third in line. He can repeat all these lines of Biggie Smalls about thugging and robbing and stealing and slinging crack, as can Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who is mayor of the illegal aliens. They actually uh, swap lines when it comes to Biggie. But enough of Biggie because there is no doubt that the mayor of the city of New York has given a license to the illegal aliens that he's welcomed in to steal and to commit crime. And they've heard it loud and clear in multiple languages. Because remember, they all have iPhones, smartphones, and they all have translation apps on it in the language of their country of origin. So for especially the Venezuelans who are the most organized who already form gangs here while being like gangs of New York. You know, the Venezuelans are ahead ahead of the crowd. You got the Haitians, you got the North Africans, but clearly the Venezuelans are the most organized. And they clearly heard this, as I heard this, and all of you heard this from the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, making excuses for the illegal aliens now launching a crime wave. Do I, do I believe that there are some migrants who are committing crimes in the city? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay, we're making progress. He's finally acknowledged that some of these illegal aliens are committing crime. But will he go the whole nine yards and specifically identify who the gang leaders are and what the kind of crimes are that these Venezuelans are committing? Let's hear him. But are there crimes that migrants have committed? Yes, they, there are. But remember what I said last week. You place a person in an environment where they can't work, can't provide for themselves. They have to just sit around all day. That's not a good scenario. That's not a good scenario. And that is what we need to focus on. What environment are we creating in these cities? So he said this last Tuesday. And you know it was translated especially by the Venezuelans who are the most organized. Look, you got to understand Maduro did exactly what Castro did back in 1980 when he knew he had a sucker, President Jimmy Carter, who would welcome the Mariolitos. He opened up his jails. He released them to the shores of Florida. And then they started spreading all over this country. And many of them, many of them started uh, committing crimes from Los Angeles to Miami to New Jersey's uh, Newark, to New York City, and other parts. And it took a long, long time to get it under control. This is exactly what's happened with the Venezuelans. Maduro is sitting there in Caracas. He's overwhelmed. And he's just decided, hey, I got dissidents here. I got criminals. I got emotionally disturbed. I'll do exactly what Fidel Castro did in 1980 because I got a sucker there as president again, Joe Biden, who wants to be their papachulo. 
And I'm telling you, they are highly organized. And they heard that message from Mayor Adams making excuses for their criminal behavior. 6.30 at night, Saturday. Where were you, Justin Ellick? Uh, God only knows. Uh, wrong way, Lou Rafino. Where were you Saturday night, 6.30? Remember, we were in the midst of rain, right? Remember, it started to rain heavily in the city, and it went right into uh, early Sunday. Well, it didn't stop 15 illegals, Venezuelans, from storming into Bloomingdale's. And they started grabbing designer sunglasses, $6,000 worth, Versace, Dior, Prada. They know exactly what they were going for, like locusts to a cornfield. It just happened to be an NYPD cop on paid detail. Cops are able to work off-duty in their uniform at uh, private establishments uh, in what is like a quid pro quo. The cop gets half the money, the NYPD gets the other half the money. So the cop collared a guy named Steven Matos. The other 14 got away. You think they're going to catch the other 14? Hell no. You think anything's going to happen to Steven Matos? Let me tell you what he was initially charged with. Robbery, which will be downgraded to petty larceny. Criminal possession of stolen property. He'll claim, hey, I saw other Americans shoplifting. I thought that was the American way. Viva America! Possession of burglar tools. No, you got it the wrong way. I was trying to practice to do uh, uh, air condition and uh, home heating repair work and then resisting arrest. Nobody gets arrested and charged with resisting arrest any longer. So they're going to cut this guy loose. Why? Because he's an illegal alien. He has immunity. Why don't they call in ICE? Let me get an immigration and naturalization service. This guy is here. They call him an asylum seeker, a migrant. I call him an illegal alien. Why wouldn't you bring ICE in and have ICE detain him down at Vesey Street until his case is adjudicated in the criminal court system of New York City, and then you ship him back to his country of origin? But, oh, no, you know, both uh, Eric Adams and previously Andrew Evilized Como uh, perceived of us ICE as being thugs. They won't work with ICE. They claim they can't work with ICE. Well, guess what? Eric Adams absolutely can, but he refuses to do that. In addition to all of that going on, you got illegal aliens that were found at Fort Floyd Bennett Field to have unregistered vehicles parked outside, some of them with no plates. Brand new, a white pickup truck, no plates. Toyota Sienna with Florida paper plates, two Toyota SUVs. Where are they getting the money for from this? I mean, they boldly and brazenly are driving around with no plates, with paper plates, with no registration, with no licenses. They did that out in Travis in Staten Island where many of the illegal aliens were housed initially in those no-tail motels, holiday inns without the express. The NYPD has been told, don't do anything about it. Don't stop them. Don't seize the vehicles. Just let it be. And finally, the federal cops who were assigned, the Parks Department cops, to Floyd Bennett Field because it is a federal park, and the police officers from the nearby 63rd Precinct seized the vehicles. Did they make any arrests? Justin Ellick, did they just seize the vehicles so they could go out, steal vehicles, and do it again? They made no arrests. No arrests. So you see, when you're an illegal alien, 
It is perceived of by this mayor, Eric Adams, and Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb and their Pompachulo Joe Biden, that you are an invited guest into this country. And you are an untouchable. You might get arrested, but charges will be dismissed. You might get a disappearance ticket, and you could throw it away. Because there will be absolutely no, I repeat, no consequences for your actions. Now, they're going to go back to their compound where they're staying. And they're going to tell everybody, we walked into Bloomberg's at 630, man. We had it like that, man. We stole Versace, Dior, Prada, and they can only grab one. And Stephen Matos will be back with them probably at the NY Row Hotel right on 8th Avenue and telling everybody, we got it like that. Here in America, when you're illegal, you get to steal. You're an untouchable. They release you. They don't throw you into a gulag like they do back in Venezuela. In fact, they don't they don't deport you. They let you do it over and over and over. And who do we have to blame for that? Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who has made excuse. Can I hear that again? I want to hear the excuses that Eric Adams made for illegal aliens here at our taxpayers' expense committing crime. Do I, do I believe that there are some migrants who are committing crimes in the city? Yes. Yes. And tell us why you feel that they have to commit crime, you schmuck. But are there some crimes that migrants have committed? Yes, they, there are. But remember what I said last week. You place a person in an environment where they can't work, can't provide for themselves. They have to just sit around all day. That's not a good scenario. That's not a good scenario. And that is what we need to focus on. What environment are we creating in these cities? No, not we, you. You give them everything. You give them food. You give them clothing. You even do their laundry. You put them up in three-star hotels. You give them iPhones. You give them smartphones. You give them health care. You give them things that an average American down in their luck living in the city of New York who's homeless, emotionally disturbed, or a particularly a veteran don't get. And now you're justifying them committing crime? I thought you were a cop. You're an apologist for criminals, especially if they're illegal aliens. Check this out. It's the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. No sleep till. <laughs>
no sleep in Brooklyn any longer. There are neighborhoods surrounding Floyd Bennett Field that are subject now to an invasion by organized posses of Venezuelan illegal aliens who have been housed at Floyd Bennett Field. They are going door to door. They are checking cars to see if any of those parked in driveways or on the street have open doors. They are going into back porches. They are using the roofs that I said they would many months ago at our many rallies where they claim to be collecting bottles and cans for the nickel deposit. And they are becoming porch pirates. You can actually see them through the ringer bells with the video as they look around and they wonder, wow, here in America, Justin, they leave packages on the porch or in the door. Or right there in the foyer of a business. Wow, I guess anybody is able to take the package because we've already seen Americans shoplifting and they don't get arrested. So in Marine Park and in the surrounding Brooklyn communities, the community is under siege and the cops have been told, do not do anything. The mayor has said, leave the illegal aliens alone. And they recognize that they are untouchables that they can do anything, violate every rule and regulation, and they will continue to get away with it. And you would think the people that get paid millions of dollars to run these migrant shelters would enforce the rules and regulations of the Department of Homeless Services that impose these regulations, and rightfully so, on the regular homeless, the American homeless. There has to be a um, 10 o'clock curfew or you lose your bed. You'll be transferred out of that facility. There have to be metal detectors that you go through. You have to be searched for weapons, especially shivs, because they're starting to form gangs now. You cannot bring in alcohol. You cannot bring in drugs. And most importantly, the number one rule that the Department of Homeless Services not always followed and there have to be consequences, is that you leave the local people in the neighborhood alone. You don't beg. You don't go door to door. You don't start trying to see if car doors are open. You don't go on back porches. You don't go into their alleyways with plastic bags claiming that you're seeking to get a nickel deposit on a can or a bottle, and you leave the damn packages where they are. Don't become illegal alien porch pirates like some Americans are who spend their whole day following FedEx trucks, Amazon trucks, USPS trucks, and UPS trucks. And there are no consequences. And they're doing this. And there are now photographs and there are films. Justin Alec, as you heard earlier today when I came on with fire and brimstone, uh, I was talking with Sid Rosenberg who has suddenly discovered that his neighborhoods are under siege on the Rockaway side of uh, Floyd Benefield. We'll get to that momentarily, but I said, Sid, remember when you used to hang out in Kings Plaza? When Kings Plaza was the place to be, you could meet girls there, you could hang out all day, you could be a mall rat, right there on Flatbush Avenue and Avenue U, and he was talking about, oh yeah, that was then, and then all of a sudden, you had these young black thugs who were there thugging up people, and that was true. But now you have a wave of the illegal aliens coming in from Floyd Benefield. These are women with children in carriages. And what they're doing is they're going from store to store, location of location, every venue in Floyd, excuse me, in Kings Plaza, and they're shoplifting. 
and they're walking right out the door. And they're basically looking at the security officers and saying, you can't touch me. I'm an untouchable. And where are the cops of the 63rd Precinct? They're not responding. You can call 311. You can call 911. They are not responding. They know they have a license to steal. And then there are many of you out there, oh, you feel sorry for the illegal aliens at Floyd Menefield. Do you know they're getting amenities from A to Z? Everything they need is being taken care of for them. We're paying for that. You're looking at them. They're wearing North Face jackets. You know what a North Face jacket goes for off the rack? 600, 700 bucks. They're wearing Adidas. They're wearing Nikes. They're wearing designer outfits. Where the hell are they getting the money from this? And some of you, you roll up and you give them more clothes. You give them more money. You give them more food. You think they're going to want to leave? Or you think they know if they stay right there and roam the neighborhood on the Brooklyn side... Then many people are going to feel sorry for them because they're using the ruse. They bring the children with them. They know you're not going to give food and money and clothing to an adult male or to an adult female. So they bring children. And guess what? They're borrowing children. They go out there and they say, I tell you what, whatever we make, we'll give you half of it. We need your kid. And they stand out there in the medians. They stand out there in the streets. They're holding up signs. They're going door to door, and nobody's doing a damn thing about it. And I predicted this back in May. I said that Floyd Bennett Field would be taken over by the city and turned into a migrant shelter. And I got called a liar. People said I was making it up. Remember, all of a sudden, oh, we got to go to Rockaway now. Rockaway now. Oh, yeah. Remember, Justin? Remember that councilwoman, Joanne Ariola called me a liar, said I was making it up. Why should you listen to a talk show host? What the hell does Curtis Sliwa know? We could have stopped this back in May. And now, look, it's everywhere, everywhere. They've come across the Gil Hodges Bridge. Did you hear Mary Gwynn, leader of the Rockaway Republicans, which said this morning saying they're coming to our door fronts, they're going in our alleyways. In fact, one group actually got into a woman's house. She was out with her two children, her two daughters. She comes back home, and guess what? Somebody's sitting on the couch eating their Lay's potato chips, having made themselves a sandwich, watching TV. Now, who are you? Asylum seeker, asylum seeker, Bell Harbor, Naponset, they're coming into each and every one of your neighborhoods, and it's winter now. Can you imagine, can you imagine when it's spring? you imagine how many folks are going to be out there and hitting the beaches? Oh, my God. Women, you're going to have to be dressed from your necks down to your toes and totally covered. A lot of these guys come from countries where they're not, they're not even permitted to look at any skin on a woman. And now you're going to be like almost half naked. They're going to be going out of their minds. Oh, you're a racist. You're a xenophobe, Curtis. No, this is fact. And I said this back in May. And then I was told, hold off, hold off. We got Joe and Ariola with a lawyer going into court. Remember that, Justin? Oh, yeah, hold on. We're, we're going into court. We're going to stop this. Ma, Kwan, am I? Whatever happened to that lawsuit? 
Whatever happened to that lawsuit? I told you it was a bogus lawsuit. I told you it was going nowhere. I told you the lawyer, John Champoli, a Republican election lawyer. What the hell does he know about that? Notice you haven't heard anything more. Well, guess what? I've waited long enough for all the politicians, Democrats and Republicans, and too many of you kept saying, Eric Adams, he's trying, he's trying. He's trying to destroy our city. So as of Thursday, I'm coming out there, and I'm going to try to conduct meetings. You know what they're doing? Wrong way, Lou Rufino. Republican and Democratic leaders are joining together. Don't let Curtis Sliwa have a meeting. Don't let Curtis Lee have a meeting. They're having a meeting at Bergen Beach Yacht Club on Tuesday night about this issue because they're coming into their neighborhood off 66th Street. And you know what they've said? Curtis Lee was not welcome. Oh, Curtis Lee can work in other neighborhoods. Curtis Lee can help people in other boroughs to shut down the migrant centers. But Curtis Lee is not welcome into an area he grew up in. Right next door is Canarsie. And they're starting to infiltrate into Canarsie. That's it. Enough of the politics, enough of the bull feathers, enough of these fake lawsuits and fake politicians. Go ahead. I'm coming out there into the streets on Thursday. I'm going to do exactly what the illegal aliens are doing by standing in traffic, except I'm not going to be holding a baby. I'm not going to be a woman. I'm not going to become a transgender by Thursday. And I am going to be doing exactly the same thing that they're doing, which is breaking the law. And watch, I'll get arrested. I'll get arrested. Every time I show up, there's a hundred cops. There's the drones. Oh, my God, the drone will be there. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to roll over and let your neighborhoods be taken over by illegal aliens who realize they have the green light because nobody at City Hall is doing anything to stop them. In fact, more of them are coming in as we speak. More busloads have just arrived at Penn Station, and they're taking taxis over to the Roosevelt Hotel. Listen. Listen to that. Arthur Idella months ago, the rat from City Hall actually told, told Sid Rosenberg the truth, that the city has signed multi-million dollar contracts with service corporations, friends of Eric Adams, who don't know what the hell they're doing. I was with a very high official yesterday from City Hall. Frank Caron. Who spoke in genuinely to me. And he said, the issue is not just finding places for these people, but when we do find places for these people, we can't find anyone to run the thing. So here's a building in Manhattan. The landlord is like, here, here's the keys. We don't have anyone to organize it, organize the whole thing. Who goes in what room? You need security. You need some form of, of, of maintenance and health care, not health care, but like sanitation in the place. Who's going to take out the garbage and pick it up? He's like, we are at wit's end. Yeah, wit's end. And they're giving contracts to friends of Eric Adams who know nothing about how to deal with this. They have this group, Arrow Security. We're going to do a deep dive on them. They have security officers at every one of these major migrant facilities. Creedmoor, they do the security there at Floyd Field. They do the security on Randall's Island. They're making mega millions of dollars, and they're doing ugats. They're doing bupkis. And they're not taking responsibility. 
We're going to break it down for you, ladies and gentlemen. That's why you depend on WABC. We don't just repeat what's being said out there. We actually tell you what's happening with boots on the ground. And all I'm going to say is I'm coming out there on Thursday. You prevent me from showing up at any of the meetings. That's fine. Then you show whose side you're on, politicians, Democrats, and Republicans. Are you on the side of Eric Adams, who is destroying this city and inviting in more illegal aliens every day? Or are you on the side of Curtis Lewa, who's going to help you keep these illegal aliens away? You make the decision. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. But now him gone a Rikers Island. Him never want go a Rikers Island. Him used to walk and screw up in face. But now he's spending enough time upstate. They used to tell him understand. So quick question no, here, Justin Ellick. What's the difference between Rikers Island now and the uh, illegal alien encampment in the tents on Randall's Island, which is right down the East River from there? Uh, the only difference is that the illegal aliens can leave the encampment and go wherever they want 24-7-365 because there's no curfew, there are no rules, but... When you go inside the tent that houses 1,000 single able-bodied illegal aliens of military age, mostly Venezuelan, but also Haitian and those who are there from the sub-Saharan countries of North Africa, Mauritania, Mali, the Sudan, Chad, and uh, Senegal, uh, they have now started gangs. This is the way gangs have always started before. This is the reason that guys who are locked up in Rikers will say, yo, I got to join a house gang or I can't survive. Because everybody knows now the house gangs control Rikers Island, all the tiers, C-74, C-76, you go right on down the line. They control it. The predominant gang of Bloods. And then you have Crips. And then you have uh, Trinitarios, Dominicans. And you have MS-13. And then you have 18th Street, Mexicans. And you have Latin kings. And you have nietas. And they all have control of little pockets. And the correctional officers have ceded control to the gangs. So as long as the gangs stay on the inside, everything's copacetic. They can rob one another. They can rape. They can steal. They make weapons uh, out of plastic and steel that they can sort of uh, rip uh, down from the old rotting uh, parts of Rikers Island that they're housed in. And they become house gangs. And they rule. They make the rules. They determine who lives. They determine who dies, who catches a beatdown. They smuggle in drugs. It is just completely out of control. Guess what? That's what's happened on Randall's Island. If you notice, Justin Ellick, they were all online to get free food. Free. And we paid for them. Any cafeteria set up from them. Venezuelans, Haitians, and North Africans. And all of a sudden, one guy got upset with another guy because he was snacking on his girlfriend. So four guys jumped to one guy. They stomp him out. They pull out a shiv, and they just slice him up, and he bleeds out right there in the cafeteria. Are you aware, wrong way, Lou Rufino, 
that uniformed police officers are not allowed into these tents, wherever they are. They're not allowed into migrant centers. They cannot go inside. They are assigned outside, two of them, two uniformed police officers. They basically have to twiddle their fingers. They're not allowed to do their job. There has to be an outright emergency for them to be called in by security. In this case, the inept Arrow Security Company that seems to have all these contracts because they're friends of Eric Adams, and naturally they give kickbacks to the Adams administration. We're going to go into deep detail tomorrow in the Rip and Read when Nancy, my wife, the E-attorney, joins me. We're going to start probing all these connections because now it's led to total lawlessness on Randall's Island. So the gangs control the inside of Randall's Island. To give you an idea what happens, everyone has a ship. A lot of stealing going on. If you put your phone down or your charger for a moment, the house gang immediately takes it. Any of your stuff that you don't have with you at any point is stolen. There are armed camps under the tents that we pay for, the housing that we pay for, and the illegal alien gangs now control it. They've even had illegal aliens who are housed outside in makeshift tents, and they've set up their own little uh, tchotchke joints. They're selling weed. They're selling tea. They're selling coffee. They're selling other little uh, edible uh, fruits and uh, cakes. They got a little business going on the side, a side hustle. And all of this while the Parks Department police of the city of New York just watch and sit there. And now all of a sudden it took one murder for everybody to wake up to understand that we do not control the inmates. The inmates control the asylum known as the Migrant Center on Randall's Island. So what's Eric Adams going to do about this? Absolutely jack diddly squat nothing. In fact, he's going to say exactly what he said initially about illegal aliens committing crime. Do I I believe that there are some migrants who are committing crimes in the city? Yes. Yes. Oh, brilliant observation, Mr. Former Law Enforcement Police Officer. And then he makes the excuse why they've gone on these criminal rampages of late. But are there some crimes that migrants have committed? Yes, they, they are. But remember what I said last week. You place a person in an environment where they can't work, can't provide for themselves. They have to just sit around all day. That's not a good scenario. That's not a good scenario. And that is what we need to focus on. What environment are we creating in these cities. No, it's not we, it's you. And what are you going to do to stop the illegal aliens shoplifting in King's Plaza in Brooklyn, right by Floyd Bennett Field? Nothing. What are you going to do about stopping these gangs of illegal aliens who just bum-rushed Bloomingdale's and stole about $600 of eyewear, you know, Prada, Gucci, the whole nine yards? Nothing. What are you going to do to stop the illegal aliens from driving around in brand new cars with no plates and paper plates who obviously are involved in illegal activity? Nothing. What are you going to do to break up the illegal alien gangs in Randall's Island that just killed another illegal alien? The answer, nothing.